What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maycat. Here's my sister, Melissa Maycat. Hey, hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. And today we're doing a, uh, I guess this doesn't fit into any of our normal segments, right? Nope, this all is right. Holiday Guide series, yeah, I guess. We're, we're doing the Holiday Gift Guide, I guess, where what we're really doing is we're taking uh, common hobbies or interests and like types of people and some games to get for those types of people, you know? Uh, if somebody has those interests and you want to get them a game, this might be a game that will match up with that interest kind of thing. Yeah, right. dope. Let's uh, do it. We each came up with our own five things. It sounds like we might have been a bit different on how we went about it. I, I went pretty like, this is a hobby or interest. Like, I, I, it's not like a conceptual thing, really. And it's the games that match up with it are very obvious on how they match up with it. <laughs> I Got think. it. Yeah. Mine are, it's kind of like personality traits slash like what you're interested in. Right. Uh, that That's what, I don't know. That's right. what I did. But I, I've labeled everything. Also, my top five list, it's in no particular order. Yeah, that's what I wasn't even going to really call the top five. Yeah. It's more like a, these are five hobbies and games that match up because the, it's not in a number one. Like right. That. Like this is the yeah. number one hobby and here's the number one game for exactly. that number one hobby. Yeah. You know, I uh, these are just five hobby or interests that came to mind. Uh, I'm going to start it off. Yeah, I was in, yeah. <laughs> and just, <laughs> I think you're going to kill me a little bit because my top five is actually kind of a top 10. <laughs> But I thought we were doing this multiple times. Yes, but here's what I did. You have multiple games for a single hobby? Yes, I did. I did one the for... same thing. Awesome. Okay, yes. Because I did one for non-gamers and then one for gamers. Because I don't know who you gift in this game these games to. You know, I don't know if they're All into right. gaming. Um but yeah, so here's what I did. Um so here's my number, I guess, five. Uh, I started off with history buffs, so people who are into history, uh, and my game for non-gamers is Memoir 44. Uh, I stuck with war gamers for this one because I guess there are other historical games, but anyway, I stuck with war games, and I went with Memoir 44 because non-gamers could totally get into this game, especially if you play first with, like, the kids' rules. I almost wish they didn't call it the kids' rules. Right. Just, like, new players or whatever Some um, people, uh family variants family variants yeah yeah yeah. but this oh, one okay. you're you're playing through uh world war ii i think right and you have these little toy soldiers which is awesome and you're going through a series of battles there's like i don't remember how many different battles are in the book but you can play through different scenarios uh and it's really cool and it's easy to pick up and it's fun so that is my number five for history buffs. And then for the gamers, I picked Napoleonics because okay. that one's a little bit heavier. It's got the, you know, Napoleonic scenarios going on in there um, with the, uh, well, Napoleon <laughs> and the wars he fought. Uh, so, and it, it, it takes into account the same sort of like mecha uh, mechanism that Memoir 44 does, but puts it into a little more complex of a game. So, that's right. my number five for history buffs. Yeah, exactly. So the um that whole concept of like the um 
Napoleonic's Tate's What Memoir 44 did made it more complicated for the gamers of it. That That's exactly what you want. I think that any history buff after playing Memoir 44, I think they're or specifically a war history buff kind of person is going to want to play more of that. Uh, and yeah, so I also uh, put down history as one of the hobbies. Oh, okay. And it's funny, I thought you weren't going to think of putting down history. That is funny. I did. Uh, I thought of you, baby. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so if you're into Room 51, you'll know I'm into history. I like history. Uh, and I also, so I didn't list out gamer and non-gamer, but I also was like, all right, the obvious ones are the war games, right? Mm -hmm. So I put down Command and Colors. So if you're if you're into war, if they're, the person is into war history, you're going to probably find one of the Command and Colors themes lines up with something they're interested in, you know, medieval history ancient rome uh napoleon it's like you said things like that world war ii all that so that if they're into war history that's one of them uh if they're really into the cold war you got twilight shuttle plenty of people here in the u.s are into the cold war world war ii and cold war i mean we already covered them then <laughs> that's like 90 percent of <laughs> history buffs uh i also put down though people are it's a it's an easy lightweight game if you're into more of a recall form of history when things happen kind of thing a uh, timeline can be pretty fun. I know I have fun with timeline. It's like a trivia game for me when I'm doing timeline. Uh, and then I also put down Academy Games. That's a publisher you want to check out. Academy Games. They make games like 1775 Rebellion if you're into the American Revolution, things like that. And then I did try to think, though, really for the non-war uh, people, uh, my recommendation, if you're getting something for somebody that's interested in certain topics in history that none of them relate to war, you are going to have a harder time because war is far easier to emulate in a game. Uh, there's plenty of mechanics around that. Uh, one game I put down was Brass Lancashire. So Brass Lancashire tries to include a lot of historical elements in their mechanics. Uh, so games like that are things to look into possibly of hey, it takes this time period, tries to re recreate it historically accurate. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I kind of came up with a lot. I promise the rest are going to be a lot shorter than that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I thought I was going overboard with putting two games yeah, in no, category, but all right. All of mine have one except for history because it's like, okay, history is way too wide <laughs> to just have one. All right. All right. Uh, so. All right, number four, Justin, take yeah. it away. So number four, uh, I put for anybody that's into cooking, and I think already you know what Dave wanted to say. Yes. Uh, Kitchen Rush. Did yeah. this take the list? No. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to do Kitchen Rush or not. So if you're into cooking Kitchen Rush, you know, it simulates, uh, not simulates, but you, you and uh, people you're playing with are in a kitchen, uh, going around to, trying to make meals and stuff as quickly as you can, make money from it and all that. But it's all about cooking and it's just a lot of fun, very intense. And I think if somebody's into cooking, they'll enjoy Kitchen Rush. Even if they're a non-gamer, I think they can play it because we literally played with an eight-year-old who did fairly well with it. Well, my number four, and by the way, I love Kitchen Rush. That I've been yeah. obsessing over that game this whole week. I've been making videos nonstop about it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> my number four is for theater people, those who are into the theater, either watching theater, performing, whatever it might be. Um, and mine really leans more on the side of if you're into the performing aspect of it. So for gamers, I put Forgotten Waters. Forgotten Waters is a role-playing game. 
but board game style. The there it comes with an app, and the app pretty much directs you into what you're doing. Uh, and you get these sheets of paper, and you're you're playing as a pirate, and you get to use that pirate voice that you have in you, you know. And I know I do when I play this game. Mm. And you can really act it out and get into it, get into the story yeah, of for it, for sure. Um, and, and tell your your pirate story, which is really really cool. The only reason why I'm saying it's for gamers, because really I think non gamers can play this as well. But I'm thinking of it in terms of like maybe you're gifting this to somebody who's not going to be playing with a gamer, right? Yeah. So I want to make it like this is very accessible. So this is more for gamers, I think. Yeah, to learn the game on your own might be a little tougher. Yeah, that. that's what I also think about Kitchen Rush. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That rule book's not great. Yeah. <laughs> for non-gamers, I put The Resistance. The Resistance is uh, very easy to grasp i think uh, i think that you could give it to anybody and they will understand how to play this game um you might just have to explain to them that this is what's called a trader game it's super simple just one person or no a whole team of people are traders and the rest don't know who these traders are but they're trying to figure it out and i think right. that theater people would like this because i mean if they're anything like me and i'm a theater person we love to lie in games. <laughs> um, and this is what this is about. It's like, yes, I'm going to act like I'm so innocent, you know? And then like, bam, I wasn't innocent the whole time, suckers. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. So that is my number four for theater people. All right. That's a very cool pick. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I was expecting to bring up Dixit, but okay. I definitely like the pitch you gave. Yeah. <laughs> Dixit would have been cool too. I, I stuck to just two games, not a whole publishing company yeah <laughs> like some people well, wow okay so my pick uh I, I also i did not separate this into gamers and non-gamers and this next fit is totally not for non-gamers uh you need to be a gamer i think to pick this up learn the rules and stuff uh but also i don't know if it's in print uh, <laughs> i have no idea wait what are you talking about which the game i'm about to say the game i'm about to say but who's this for uh, it, this is for people into trading card games. Oh. And if you're into trading card games, I think Millennium Blades would be a pretty cool gift. It is a board game that kind of, you know, simulates again a trading card game tournament stuff where you're collecting cards and building your deck and everything. It's lots of fun. The artwork is fun. There's uh, some funny things on it because it was a Kickstarter game. So they like kind of make nod to that. Yeah, the game, it has just cool, fairly seamless mechanics. You know, you get to spend a ton of money on, or a ton of fake money on these fake cards. Way better than spending a ton of real money on fake cards. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. You just, it simulates this whole like building your deck kind of thing for a tournament that's coming up. Uh, I think it's a really cool game that people into trading card games that are also into board games would appreciate. I think if you're into trading card games and not into board games, you might not care about this game. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so Well, I like it. I think it simulates the whole like booster pack feel and everything. Exactly. Yeah, the booster pack feel. That's exactly what it's trying to do. And yeah. So. Yeah, I love this one. It doesn't hit the table enough because this fool won't play with me. Number yeah. three is uh, I put sportsy people so people who either like uh watching sports or playing sports my gamers pick is baseball highlights 2045 uh 
especially if they're a baseball lover. If they don't like baseball, skip it, I guess. <laughs> um, but this one, uh, you it's a deck builder, which I personally love, and it has it where it's like set into the future, 2045, so far into the future. Uh, but some people are humans, some are cyborgs, some are robots, and they all come together to formulate a team. And you've got people, you know, hitting home runs, or they're really good at, you know, throwing curveballs or whatever it is, right? And you're playing through the highlights of a game, and you, you play a World Series match. So it's really cool. I like that one. And my pick for non-gamers is Ice Cool. And I think oh, okay. I, I picked Ice Cool because of the dexterity nature of it. And it's super easy to pick up. I mean, children can play this game. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it's not just for children. Adults like it too. We love it. We, we don't even play with children. We play yeah. amongst each other. And it's so much fun because uh, you have these penguins that you're flicking around this board. You're trying to do trick shots, jumps, and all that stuff. And I think that people who are into sports or maybe, like, they got that competitive side to them who want to get, like, better at, you know, hand-eye coordination things or whatever it might be, I think that Ice Cool would be really, really fun and cool. It's just a funny, good time. So that's my yeah. number three for sportsy or sporty people. All right, cool. So then is it your number two now? Yeah, so my number two is for the people who are like puzzle solvers or maybe like they like watching mystery movies, detective things. Okay. What's that? I have a few guesses here. So my, uh, my pick for gamers is Awkward Guess. Okay. Awkward Guess is like clue but so much better right. um it is so good you are solving some sort of case where uh i forgot the name of the character who dies oh. mr it's on, what it's on the box it's on the box but anyway so somebody dies and you have to figure out who done it with what, what was their motive, all these sort of things. And you have these cards that are going around and you're trying to figure out, oh, oh, okay, so it, it wasn't this. Oh, these people are saying this, but what if they're lying? You know, like yeah. some of the information could be false information that you exactly, get. Exactly, yeah. Which is cool. And you're also trading information with players and you have an incentive to. Um, yeah. So it's really awesome. Um, and again, I think you could play this with non-gamers non uh, sure. who might have been into Clue. But again, I think that if you're only giving like, if you're only giving it to a person and you don't have a gamer in the mix, this is not really for non-gamers then. Really? Too much. I, I think I it's too much. I think so. We recommended it to Matt. Benicky? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it to everybody, like, you know, proceed with caution. You know what I mean? I, I even I, I could say that it's not for non-gamers, and then it's like, yeah, but I know that this person could totally get it, and then you do it. Like, you know yeah, you, people. But anyway, my pick for non-gamers is Chronicles of Crime. And honestly, you could give this to gamers, too. But Chronicles of Crime, you could totally get, and it comes with a tutorial with the app that tells you how to play the game, which is awesome. Uh, I, I never even opened up the rule book because I didn't have to. The app told me how to play this game. Uh, but this one is awesome. It uses an app and you are solving cases together cooperatively uh, with your teammates. And 
so many different things happen. Like you're looking around the room with this app on your phone, which is awesome. You're speaking to different uh, witnesses and just people in general, and they move around. Sometimes uh, you go to one person, you leave, you come back, and you find out they freaking died. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, like I-, I thought they were the killer. You know, yeah. um, it's just awesome. It tells a story, and that is my number two puzzle solvers. Yeah. Chronicles of Prime is both of those games are fantastic. And I think both of those games just fall into the realm of if you think the person can handle it, I definitely say give it to them. Uh, Awkward Death just gels so well with people because of Clue. It literally takes Clue but makes it into yes. a really good game. Like, agree, yeah. and tons of replayability. Like, yeah, you're infinite. <laughs> and the one thing I like, um, though, about Chronicles of Crime, especially if you're going to gift it to a non-gamer, it will probably blow their minds that you're using an app as yeah. part of the board game. Just like yeah. how immersive it is in that way. Though, I, I would also kind of proceed with caution, make sure that the person is the kind of person that's not going to be bothered by using an app during a board game. Right, that, right, right. that for sure, because you're really using the app. <laughs> like It's very tech-driven yes. in this one. Right. It's not hard to use, but if you have like that older person in the group is kind of like how do i open up my email yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe this isn't for them yeah exactly all right cool so now it is over to wait is this my number two or is this my number one number two it's number two right okay so my number two and this one uh i think so this i did it for people that are into gardening uh I don't know many people into gardening, uh, very few actually that come to mind, but uh, for those that are into gardening, I do think they would appreciate and really enjoy the game Herbaceous. That is a game that we played pretty early on in the hobby. Uh, Sabrina got it and we used to actually play that a decent amount. (laughs) Uh, It's a fun game. It's, It's set collection, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I want to make sure that I remembered it correctly. See, it's a set collection game where you're collecting like these different um, herbs, like sage, lavender, all that. The artwork is beautiful. And, yeah, and it is. it's all about, you know, potting your plants and stuff. And it, it's it's set collection. You're picking your cards right and everything. And then there's a community garden. It's a super pretty game. And it's just something that people into gardening. I think are almost guaranteed to appreciate. And you can give this to a non-gamer, I think. The the rule book is fairly simple. So I do think you can give this to a non-gamer. So yeah. Yeah. And a gamer will appreciate it. And it has a solo mode. And it has a solo mode. (laughs) All right. If you're into uh, beat your own high score sort of thing. Yeah, that that one's a beat your own high score for sure. All right, though. So my number one is... uh, for people like me that are into racing, uh, I kind of toyed around with which game to put, but I decided to put the one that I like the most, which is Downforce. Yeah. Downforce is a game that goes over super well, even if people are not into racing, which is also why it's a fantastic gift for people into racing, because they can get this game to hit the table, because it's still really good, even if you dislike racing, mm-hmm. because there's betting in it and the betting on which car is going to finish it makes the game not just about racing anymore so if you're not huge on racing games you might still like this but if you are into racing you're gonna love downforce 
uh, especially you know if you're into formula one the formula the cars look like uh pre-halo formula one cars um which are totally the worst cars <laughs> halo all day um but yeah so downforce it's a fantastic game plays from like two to six players i enjoy it also some people like melissa are like only at six and i do think since it's the best number it's also really good at three though it is uh, no it's really good at three but yeah i think that's a fantastic buy for anybody that's really into racing and there's uh, a few really cool expansions that add new tracks and new aspects to the racing with those expansions yeah that could become a gift that keeps on giving <laughs> yeah exactly exactly birthday coming up expansion <laughs> yeah exactly. you just keep it going all right cool um that was a good pick and yeah i didn't think of racing but that's a good one yeah. of course you did though yeah. My number one is, and again, this was in really no particular order, uh, but my number one is outdoorsy people. So, you know, maybe they like to climb or uh, just go out into nature, whatever they might like to do, hiking, whatever. Uh, so for gamers, I chose K2. K2 is a mountain climbing game, and you have a team of people who are trying to climb this mountain. It's also a survival game, which makes sense because it's K2. A mountain um yeah. which is a real mountain um and so yeah i you're you're like managing your oxygen levels you're managing like setting up tents along the way and uh it's yeah. a bit of a push your luck game i would say uh and, and you're dealing with the weather that's coming about which is really cool so i really like hate too i feel like it doesn't get spoken about all that much or enough no. um yeah so that so that's uh, my pick for outdoorsy gamers. Yeah, now, for non-gamers, I picked a game that I'm actually. It's not that I dislike the game. I think it's a good game. It's a fine game, and a lot of people really like it. Um, I just don't see myself ever saying like, "Yeah, I really want to play this game." But a lot of people are like that, and so my pick is Parks. Yeah. Uh, parks are going around. Um, I, I do like the one mechanism of like, oh, whoever is in, uh, who's later along, who's pretty much the slowest person along the track gets to go first then. Right. Uh, and if, you, if you're moving along quickly, that means you might be last to take your turn. I really yeah. like that mechanism that you find in a lot of games. Uh, but parks are, you're trying to uh, uh, travel to all sorts of different national parks. Am I right about that? Yeah. The that, artwork well, is very yeah. nice um, yeah. in this game. Um, it, it looks pretty realistic, but not too realistic. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. So it, it's this really charming game. And I think, you know, non-gamers could totally get into it. Uh, even just like the look of the table presence of this game is really phenomenal. Um, and yeah, so I would say that is my number one for outdoorsy people. Yeah, I think both games are really good for outdoorsy people. Yeah, no complaints there. I like parts, I think, more than you. I enjoy that game. Yeah. It is one, though, that I'm not, like, often reaching for. Yeah, I wasn't super enamored by the game, um, but I know that a lot of people really love this game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like, you know, if, if you're into the outdoorsy thing and you're a non-gamer, you could try parks, you know, yeah. and it would certainly be new. Like a lot of those concepts are probably going to be new for a non-gamer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they weren't new for me per se, uh, which is fine. I, uh, but 
yeah, that was just that was just my take. I know I'm not selling it, but it, it, it's no, a good game. You're not very enthusiastic it, it's about that. Definitely a good pick. game, uh, just not entirely for me. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching and or listening. This has been Room Fifty One. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.